Duran. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you're going to be here for one reason. And that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as you know, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. I am Frank Miller's progressively deteriorating psyche, Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. GT Rebirth is here in studio and with uh, Marvel Netflix seemingly ramping up. It's uh, final two seasons with Iron Fist Season 2 and the tease for Daredevil Season 3. We decided to go to one of Daredevil's greatest stories written by, as alluded by the great GT Rebirth, Frank Miller. And that is Daredevil Born Again. How do I guess without any spoilers up front, how do you feel about this book? I actually enjoyed it a lot. I, I, I went into it really trepidatiously because I have this really preconceived notion of Frank Miller, which is basically a lot from his later days. Yeah. Um. I am I am told that Frank Miller earlier on, before he got to what was the ridiculousness of the Batman and Robin one, all-star Batman and Robin, the boy wonder, oh my what a name, uh, that he was actually really good in his younger days before he went down the, the ant hill that was holy terror and other b- bizarre decisions. And then you hear like the stuff. I heard that like, the recent stuff isn't good. The um, like the Dark Knight Rise, uh, Master Race. Oh, Dark Knight Returns Master choppy, Race is a little choppy. Yeah, and stuff. So I, I'm the lone guy who did not like the Dark Knight Returns from the start. Ah, uh, what? Just the characterizations? Is it the? the I didn't the, care for the, the characterizations as the, as the Superman guy of this show. Oh, <laughs> I did okay, not yeah, care for the whole that. corporate stooge Superman thing. Right, right. Nor did I care for the like. The American Eagle landing on his show. Oh there. my god, god. It's so thing. Yeah. hokey! And I did not care for the giant, blocky, old, grizzled, angry Batman. Yeah, being held alive by just technology and ridiculousness. Right, and I mean the story was just meant to be a, like a non-canon, non-starter. Yeah, story. You know, Dark Knight Returns, and it blew up. It changed fundamentally how people wrote Batman, how Batman looked, and it all came from Frank Miller. That's all I that's all I heard. This book uh predates Dark Knight Returns, but you could see a lot of that inner monologue mm-hmm. uh of crime fighting and stuff from it in here. I think my favorite character in this is the Kingpin. Yeah. Uh only because Do you hear him in Vincent D'Onofrio's voice? A little bit. <laughs> but you know what I also kinda still hear Kingpin as the animated Spider Man Kingpin. I go back and forth. With the weird, like, European kind of accent yeah. thing that's going on there. I go I go back and forth a little bit. But Frank Miller goes ahead and writes this classic, uh, which was collected. I, again, with my uh, novice, you know, um, background in this, I thought I thought that this was just like a standalone story as well. Mm. I thought that's what Frank Miller did was just pick the heroes and write standalone stories. But he was a Daredevil writer. Yes. Uh, for many years. And a lot of the good parts of what we get from Daredevil come from Frank or... Uh, at least um, the gritty nature, that really gritty street fighting level here. And even though he's Daredevil, and you know the guy, the character Matt Murdock's always been a Christian, this story really plays with the ideas of Christianity, like rebirth. Uh, uh, like, I think it's I think it's Catholicism. Yeah, which is a lot stricter. Yes, you're right. As a matter of fact, it's a lot stricter sect of Christianity. And you have yes. um, you have being born again, obviously with the title there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know um, the the Cover art is a stained glass window. You have Maggie, the um, the nun. Yes, Maggie. Uh, the nun. Maggie we'll the get nun. into that in a bit. Um, but it's really deep adult themes when you consider a comic book. When you consider this is written in nineteen 
86 or something. Oh, this 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 dives into some really and like it it doesn't even ease you into it. No, the no, book no. begins real deep in some real dark places. It does. So let's talk about our first antagonist, or how I think it's pretty much the antagonist of the whole. Of the whole comic. <laughs> I feel like I know where this is going. Uh, the beginning of this of this story starts off with Karen Page, uh, which if you've seen either Daredevil season, you know who Karen Page is. But if not, she was just his girlfriend and. Uh, I believe secretary at the law firm in the comics for Foggy. Um, and, for I believe Foggy so. Yes, and, for Foggy and Matt, uh, Foggy being Matt's best friend, and so Karen um, is seen going through withdrawals. I guess heroin. Yes. Withdrawals? Yes. She has become a heroin addict, and because she does not have the money for a fix, she is going to sell Matt Murdock's secret identity uh, and tell people that he's Daredevil. Put it in her arm. Just to, just to, not even like. You know how much money you could have gotten, and then you could have bought all your fixes, but she went straight for the fix. I'm not saying you need you need to sell your friends up river. I just think she did a terrible deal. Like that was just, <laughs> that was just a bad deal. She, she she certainly sold low, but you know that is that is the the throngs of addiction. So how much um you know throughout this story, Karen is trying to get her fixes. She uh, robs the blind. She um, crosses borders. She does sexual favors for other favors. How do you feel about the characterization of Karen Page in this? Uh, it's like, it is painted interestingly for me because I kind of already go into this with the, Frank Miller has a history of hating women. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> right, right, Frank right. Miller has a weird history of painting women into the darkest, darkest lights. Yeah. The, like... the women in Sin City are not very well painted. The yeah, woman right. in the spirit is kind of a backstabber. Who's yeah. out for her own? He did Wonder Woman in All Star, and she was all off. Oh, was she? Um, yeah, she. I only saw the first issue. Her, her, and Superman got into an argument about whether or not they should stop the Batman. Um, and she, she says something disrespectful, and he like bangs something, like he just hits like the wall, and she like gets like thrown off to the side out of just this pure strength and then he and then she like gets in his face and starts like cursing him out and then they start making out jesus i'm like what what is going on here this is ridiculous yeah so according to frank miller women are just sort of terrible people so like yeah we're going to write karen page is like the what's the worst thing you could possibly do sell out your former lover's secret identity for a hit one hit of heroin oh my god it's also kind of alluded that she's doing pornography she had done pornography, like she had a, she went out west for an acting career that failed, and then she ended up just doing pornography, and that's pretty much like in the, uh, the deepest depths of what could be the seedy underbelly of, you know, filming. Yeah. Doing pornography to make some money, ending up on the drug thing just to get the edge off it, she was like in mexico yeah she flew she fleed to mexico yeah uh she was already in such troubles that men are armed men are coming for her. like she's 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 been around the block she's, she's in, in a real in dark place any chance you can see our uh the actress who plays karen page doing any of this stuff and um most likely not i don't think they would go at i i'm i am sure they will do some sort of story at some point where they do the identity thing because the identity things happen more than once. But uh, as far as this, no, okay. I don't. I don't expect to see this on Netflix. Eventually, she gets all the way back to Daredevil, and then they make love. I want to say. Well, I wouldn't say that. I. 
he he has been through so much at that point that he is a very forgiving soul. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, he who is without sin, I guess, right? Cast the first stone. Right. And so with that idea of Catholicism and and um, asking for forgiveness for our sins, Karen does confess the entire uh, mm-hmm. story behind why Kingpin knows his secret identity. Um, but I don't, man. He's way more forgiving than I guess I would be. <laughs> because he I can had, see why. at that point he had been drugged through the mud. And um when I'm reading these books, I'm reminded of how much the shows and stuff are handicapped by not having that eternal dialogue. Right. Not having that running dialogue of what's going on in his head. Because in the in this book in particular, especially with everything that Kingpin puts him through, Matt goes a little mad. Matt goes a little crazy. Yeah. You know? Um but she sells off his identity to Kingpin, who immediately demands that everybody who's touched the envelope be killed. <laughs> so he's the only one who truly knows and has it in his hand, in his possession. Him and Wesley. Him and Wesley. I'm glad Wesley's here. <laughs> I like Wesley. <laughs> I, like, I like the shout out to Wesley. I like um, Melvin Potter, the guy who made the suit. Yes. And the show's also in this as well. If you, like I said, if you watch the show, if you watch any, any of the seasons, you're very familiar with a lot of these characters. A lot of these characters are, are easily recognizable if you are familiar with the show. Um, and then Kingpin basically orchestrates this domino effect of of like bankruptcy and IRS uh, freezing the assets and being disbarred from yeah. um, the law. My favorite thing was the. I mean, he does he does a lot more. My favorite <laughs> thing was probably um, getting the twenty year cop to testify against uh, Matt. Yeah, because. Uh, it's an idea of like this guy's been clean for twenty years. He'd never lie. Why would he randomly lie about this, Matt? Because like, he's been paid off by the Kingpin. And well, you- and, and 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 not even so simple to say is like he was paid off by the Kingpin, but that like you can find anyone that has a choke point. And yes. for him, it was like, what was it? His son was sick. Yeah. My son's in the hospital. He's sick. We can't afford the payments. And, and- Kingpin will gladly, you know. I'll give you all the money you want if you do me this. And even with Kingpin's help, the child passes away. Yeah, it so was it, all for naught. So he goes to show you, you know, the man had to try to sell his soul to save his child, all for naught. Um, to end, I guess, yeah, seemingly to end up with nothing. Then you have, um, while Kingpin is doing all this and breaking down Matt, you have Ben Yorick. Oh, Yorick? Yorick. Oh, Yorick, I believe. Yorick? Ben Yorick. Yorick. Ben Yorick. Uh, I like his storyline. He basically has a storyline of um, he's a reporter just trying to get the uh, word out on Kingpin, being the Kingpin of crime and manipulating uh, New York City, you know, manipulating and uh, mangling New York City. Um, And basically how he has his finger in every pie (laughs) at this point. Yeah. Um, But even with that, you know, there's a lot of talk of like this conglomerate that Kingpin's a part of with all these other leaders. And he's the most fearsome one of them all. They mm-hmm. all seem to kind of... he Kingpin runs pretty much like he's the head honcho of the criminal underworld. He keeps everyone in their place and everyone operates under the mechanism that he has created. Uh, and the scariest thing about it is that he keeps order so well that everything is mostly untraceable. Yes. And so um, in this, Ben is determined not only to like clear Matt's name because he knows Matt's a good guy. But um, to 
make the the world, the society, uh, aware of what Kingpin's doing, this big um, predator uh, in the concrete jungle. But at every turn, he's being deterred by <laughs> Kingpin having his finger in every pie and people thre- literally physically threatening him. Yes. Like, you better not say nothing. Oh, yes. And Ben Yurik uh, trying to figure out on what side of this he wants to be on. I thought that was very interesting. How do you feel about that whole um, Yurik art? Uh, what I found interesting from it was that I felt like, for me, it was the first time seeing that Daredevil and Ben Yurik have this uh, Batman and Gordon-esque relationship. Okay. Uh, Yurik's kind of his guy on the inside, and they inform each other and help out each other in any way they can. Yurik has information being a... Um, Yurik passes on any information he can being a journalist. Daredevil passes on any information he can that he needs to be, you know, that can help him by exposing it. Um, Yurik's ability to be a reporter gets immediately threatened. Yeah. (laughs) Which interrupts the entire spin of things because the entire thing for Kingpin also with his personal vendetta against Matt Murdock is Kingpin is trying to not necessarily go legitimate, but to create legitimate business to right. further mask his criminal dealings. Yeah, and he said and he basically alludes to that in one of the meetings, saying that um like that the the, the 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 being in the shadow stuff is kinda child's play at this point. If you wanna grow, we have to um create something to grow behind. You know, yes. something legitimate to grow behind. With the, the, the same the same ideal as this as Oscorp Industries and the same idea as uh Stark. You know, <laughs> stuck at you or rocks on energy or yeah. all these seemingly legitimate corporations. Even AIM. Yeah, that are just fronts for all sorts of criminal madness. I I dig that you know, like I said, Kingpin is is a uh, uh, real big threat in this, and he's the one who basically real big. He's he's huge. He's humongous. <laughs> but um, he he gets the um secret identity and he makes things. Really hell for Daredevil, no pun intended. Uh, but the man has no powers. He's a supervillain with no powers. I don't think he has like super intellect or anything like that. He might be smart, you know, like he might have taken business classes and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's strong, but because he's trained that way, he ha- he's um, a great crime boss. But because he's worked for it, <laughs> not, not this is somebody who's at the peak of the game because he's chosen to be the the apex predator. Yes, um, and superhero be damned Mm -hmm. and so for somebody who is so self-made and somebody who is so um quote-unquote powerless when facing off with somebody whose super senses could have them throw a baton 500 (laughs) feet you know and still hit the target he is a match at every point for daredevil in this i was surprised by how menacing he could be with like again no powers it's all about uh I guess you could say manipulation is one of the greatest powers one can have. Yeah. And and Kingpin's ability to manipulate Matt Murdock's entire world is an incredible weapon. Uh, the line I heard, which I liked, was basically that Daredevil's life has been destroyed before he even gets to have his morning coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wakes up and he gets the, the cassette tape from his girlfriend she knows it's a bad idea. He yep. knows it's bad news because his girlfriend lives only a few blocks away. Yeah. He finds out that, like, he's up for disbarment because now it's alluded to that he's been, what, uh, bribery um, or tampering? Yeah, you have a cop saying that he's been 
uh, tampering. Basically, with- all his yeah. his lawyering deals have been illegitimately gained. Uh, the IRS freezes all of his assets. So and he's this got is all like in the first, ten dollars to his name. This is like all in that first issue. Yeah, uh, it, it's all, it's all piling up, and you're immediately gaining sympathy for him. But the entire time, Kingpin's in the shadows, cackling, and you could just see all his mac, um, you know, machinations, machinations. working because, um, that was just the the, I guess you would say the tip, the legal stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, obviously just the tip, but that was the that was the legal stuff, the uh, disbarment stuff like that. Um, uh, they say that they haven't. The bank says they haven't gotten payments for the apartment. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, he's playing. Uh, Kingpin's playing around with forms and uh, you know, documents and bureaucracy at that point. But when you get to him walking to his house and his house exploding, I like that um, Daredevil basically put two and two together and said, uh, "You know, I didn't think this was a gangster thing." Nope. Um, and you know, if you were gonna send me a message, you probably shouldn't have signed it, Kingpin. Yep. Which. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I like when my heroes put two and two together. I it, I don't know how else he would have figured out how everything else was working against him. You know, no, probably not. And he probably wouldn't have figured it out. But uh, in doing so, um, with the explosion of the building, Kingpin effectively signs, uh, you know, and signs the act. And Matt Murdock understands that now it's Kingpin coming after him, and mm-hmm. somehow Kingpin has figured out his secret identity. Yeah. Um. With that though, you have. Um, once he's, once it's signed, it's, uh, balls to the wall after that. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're in a war. It's going to be Matt Murdock against Kingpin, um, basically for the soul of the daredevil. And Kingpin was prepared at every turn. Matt Murdock shows up to his, uh, humble abode, right? <laughs> um, and he says, like, basically, like, let him in, let him up. Yeah. And then he beats the crap out of him in, like, a diaper. Mm-hmm. In, like, <laughs> in, like, one of those Yokozuna things. Um, uh, he you know, bloodies him, knocks him unconscious, throws him into a car, solders the doors, uh, pours alcohol all over him to make it seem like he got into a drunken car accident. And, and like, dumps it into the river? And sent him for sent him to die. Like, sent him for dead. It, and most most normal men would have been killed at that point. No. He was dealing with Matt Murdock, but, you know. Um, if, if, you've seen the, if you've seen that last episode of um, The Defenders, where the entire building kind of comes down on old Matty, this is basically that exact thing, except if the building was falling very slowly, brick by brick. <laughs> right. And, and the idea is that, um, you know, they say, although he has these superpowers, Matt Murdock, he's also humbled, you know, with these superpowers cannot make him, uh, you know, force anyone to put money in his bank account or no. someone to build his house or for him to get his, um, I guess, barment. How do you get it back? For him to stop being disbarred and continue being a lawyer, he none of his powers could help him do any of those not things. A, not at all. So he's effectively helpless in this situation, uh, just as helpless as Karen, who um, meets some sort of really, really bad guy, Paolo. Paolo? <laughs> some, like, scum uh, of the earth I guy. Carlo? Uh, it was with a P. P. Paolo. P. Like, Paolo or Paolo. Paolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's agreed to take her to America. Um, for favors, many favors, yes. Yeah, and he's a really, really bad hombre. And um, to be his concubine. At one point, gets into a full out, full on shootout with the police. Yes, in broad daylight, kills two cops. Um, tries to kill Foggy at one point. Uh, really bad cat. How do you think about like how the other drug dealers, um, in the Karen Page story were characterized? 
Um, I guess they, they're characterized as much as they, they, they go out of their way to make sure that, you know, there is no sympathy for any of these people going around her and that she is just in the throngs of um, the worst of humanity. Yeah. Everywhere she goes, people are trying to use her and she's just, she is tunnel vision. She will do whatever she has to to get to Matt Murdock because she believes that salvation lies there. I find it so ironic that that's where she found, where she figures her salvation is with that being the man that she sold out. It, it's, I guess it's a sort of a, uh, if you want to play with the, the themes of the, of the book, I think it's just sort of a faith that she will be forgiven. Damn. Damn. Damn, Karen. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot because um, almost immediately once she sells off his uh, identity, when next time we see her, she's already like, oh, Matt's the only guy who could save me. Yeah. And it's like, well, you just sold him out like yesterday, you know? Um, so, yeah, I guess it's that thing. Loyalty but you also too. see her like she goes in and out of struggling whether or not to get that hit. Yeah. And yeah. like right before, even right before, uh, she eventually makes it back to uh, America and back to New York City, which is a long trip. <laughs> Once she even makes it back to New York City, and now she gets caught in the shootout with uh, with the police and and her pusher, that <laughs> she 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 starts to think like this is how it's gonna end for me. This guy wants to kill me. Oh the police yeah. are all shooting at me. I and forgot her last that th- part. And her last thoughts are, well, gonna die here. May as well go out with one more hit. <laughs> is it her still- or somebody else who says you'll be dead before it even gets in your arm or something like that? Oh, that no, that's her head. Okay. I think that's her head. Man. She's like struggling with this inner monologue of, well, do I just get high one more time and go out like this? Or, Yeah, you know. and don't get it twisted. You know, obviously, uh, addiction is no joke. And um, it does lead people to do some ridiculous things. And I guess that's all Frank was alluding to here. Speaking of ridiculousness, how do you feel about the little side plot with um, Daredevil's girlfriend, Glory? And, uh, <laughs> Irish? Huh? She's Irish, I want to say? Yes. He, he wrote her very, like... With the I, E and the... Yeah. With the Irish accent. Oh, Matty. <laughs> there was a lot of that going on. Uh, how do you feel about Glory and Foggy? Um, This was odd for me at some point, because I had never heard of Glory. Like, of the few women that Matt Murdock has been with, I'd never heard of her. I know about Natasha. I know about... um Karen. Karen. I know about Elektra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was like, oh, okay, who's this character? And... And then immediately, if you didn't know about her to begin with, it's like, well, she leaves Matt in the first issue and then ends up with his best friend, Foggy. For the rest of it, right? Yeah. And, like, uh, what? um, At some point, Murdoch goes to call Foggy and Glory picks up and it's just like, even my friends are against me. Yep. They play with that whole idea of loyalty, especially with the Karen Page stuff. And then this is like, He doesn't even know about Karen Page yet. Karen's betrayed him. Foggy has seemingly betrayed him. His entire life has spiraled down out of control, and he has no clue why. Uh, the, the law has betrayed him. Yeah, you know by saying by lying. The thing lying he worked. The thing he worked for. The police force has betrayed him. The thing he he works to salvage. Yeah. Um. Another little wrinkle in, in the plan that I dug is the idea that Kingpin would then go and uh, pay Melvin Potter to get a suit made so that he can give it to like the craziest person 
in an insane asylum and then just let them run loose. Yeah. As Daredevil, I thought that was pretty. That was pretty ingenious. Yeah, he he he's essentially already broken Mur- Matt Murdock. Now he must break the Daredevil image. Yep, and so um, he sends like one of his cronies to accompany the guy to take the guy to a rooftop so he can start all this madness. I think to go kill Foggy, right? Um, no, because he won. I think he I think he hired Foggy, and he was going to attend to use that against him. Oh yeah, I remember the whole Foggy. No, he wanted to hire Foggy. He's like, I think I might. I think I might hire that gentleman, but I think they sent. I want to say. Oh no, because you know, yeah, I think he's. I think he Daredevil. mentions that he, he, he had intentions for Foggy, and it's a shame he has to. Yeah, I think he sent Daredevil to kill his friend and his girlfriend because that's just kind of that's the yeah. kingpin. And because that's Glory cool. was there taking pictures and causing trouble. Oh my god! Because she wanted to be a reporter. Everyone wants to be a reporter in New York. And Not ben anymore. Yurik, Print media is dead. And ben, <laughs> and, and, but Ben Yurik can be can be, you know he he being deterred at every point, but um, the. Crazy Daredevil um, is being escorted to a rooftop, the rooftop that they want him on to go into the apartment, break into the apartment, kill uh, Foggy and Glory. And he's like giving him all this instruction, and then Daredevil just kills him. The crazy Daredevil kills, yeah, the, kills the guy, and then um, goes one on one. He was very Matt. patronizing, in yeah. fairness. <laughs> How'd you think Matt's bubble jacket? <laughs> That guy's rocking that blue bubble jacket from almost uh, cover to cover. It's it's, it's what he's got. <laughs> it, it 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 paints him very nicely up against all the whiteness of this. Yeah. In the book. Yeah, because this is during uh, it's snow, right? This is the winter. Um, they do Christmas. Yes. Uh, in um Times Square, not Rockefeller Center. Sorry. Yes. Uh, you see Big Foggy tree. And Glory. Yeah, Foggy and Glory are doing the Christmas stuff. The only time we get the heat stuff is Karen when she's like, it's so hot. <laughs> it's too hot. Why is it so hot? I'm on drugs. Because it's Mexico and yeah. because you're on drugs. And because you're on, a, you're on a bunch of drugs. Um, but after after a lot of that stuff happens with um, being knocked down repeatedly, the, um, the setup to make it seem like he had committed suicide with the uh, car crash mm-hmm. and stuff, Daredevil is then saved by a woman. Yes. That woman is then... Um, I guess. Sister Maggie. Sister Maggie. And Sister Maggie, uh, the only context that Matt has for this woman is that she smells like a woman that he remembered uh, visiting him when he first um, got Went into, into the accident. Hospital. Yeah. How do you feel about the retelling of his origin? Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting to sort of add in this character that, to my knowledge, had been never revealed up until this point. I mean, we're 200. This is like 225 issues in. Yeah. Know? So it's like, yeah definitely a new layer to the daredevil character it's like you almost you never really hear about the mother figure in his life and then you hear like that it all went real bad but for the most part now it's just oh oh someone else was there right interesting right right and you have um i like the 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 blank panels with the word bubbles right I really dug that little flair. Um, so here's one thing I did struggle with in this book, actually, that you mentioned that the book has this weird thing about narration where you never know who's speaking. Ah, yeah, because sometimes the the corresponding panel isn't what. The, isn't sometimes the like the panel, like the panels on Kingpin, and sometimes it's Kingpin speaking in the first person, and then it's someone speaking about Kingpin. But like, there's never a clear dichotomy between where the like. Okay, the the blue bubbles are about this person, and the purple ones are about this one, because it just goes all willy nilly by the end. 
and it's not a case where Matt Murdock would be the out and out narrator because no. there are certain things he wouldn't be able to see and wouldn't be able to describe. Right. Sometimes so. it's just Ben Orwick talking from his perspective. Sometimes it's Kingpin just, you know, twiddling himself about how, how much of a genius he is and how much fun he's having destroying Matt Murdock's life. Yeah, it goes from um, first to third person narrative on and off. Oh, yeah. Where you will have... Um, Especially for someone like me who's like reading the book in voices and I never know whose voice to put. So I have this weird tick where if it's just a, if it's just a generic narrator, my head immediately grows to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a good, he's a good narrator. I, um, you ever read, have you ever watched Cosmos? It's so much fun. I've, um, no, I get that. I definitely get that. Cause you'll get the, uh, Karen will be like, I am, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this way. And then right. it'll be like Karen Page. As Karen Page walks off, right. she notices in the distance, and it's like. And you think that the oh. and you think that the blank white boxes are the generic narrator, but then that starts talking in first person sometimes. Yeah. Or it starts talking from someone's particular perspective. You know, it's not all just Uatu. I, I like I liked how they, uh, how they uh put in context him sorting out his powers for the first time, or at least the super hearing. Yeah. The super senses in that sense. Of like, he's like my. I can hear my dad, but it sounds like he's. I have a megaphone. Like, what is going on? Right. And you see the big panels of sun and all this other kind of stuff. And as the word, the words are getting smaller as he's able to focus in on them, hone in on who's talking, and uh, not let so much in. Uh, what is it like? Uh, so much light. My voice is a, my voice is an island. Swim to it. There's too much. Oh uh, uh, yeah. The, from uh, Man of Steel. It was, uh, my world's voice. too big. Make it small. The world's too big, Matt. Make it small. Just, just be in that hospital room with it, battling Jack. It's, yeah, it's, and it's that's the the whole thing about what um, it over oversaturated uh, senses. Uh, Frank and Matt then had this odd thing of saying that she feels and smells familiar. Yes. That that there's a comfort there, like a, a tell. Mm-hmm. That they have to be related or something like that. Do you believe that exists? Um, I believe it certainly does for Matt, who's had these heightened senses for some time and would sort of remember certain things that other people wouldn't even really notice. That makes sense. Um, although I do think there, I do think there may be an inherent thing there. Yeah. But maybe that's all just for theming as well. And. This question might be, have been answered in subsequent issues, hmm. but why do you think Maggie lies about being Matt's mother? Because I think the secret is important to her into keeping whatever the structure of their lives already is at this point. I think it was important to her that her anonymity and her uh, disappearance was kept up. Okay. Like she, she, you know, it's not like she shows up back in his life to be back in his life um it's it's not kind of terrible <laughs> it's not even really clear that she's the one who saves him it's just that's the church he ends up at which is very much what happens at the end of defenders that you're talking about yes uh the building goes down and then he wakes up in a monastery seemingly mm-hmm. and uh he has nuns presiding over him and what and maggie is called at one point in yes the, in that so in here Maggie doesn't seem to really care to like she cares about Matt is is her cold demeanor um is that just her trying to distance herself from the situation or do you think that's just who she is uh 
it came off as her trying to like not eat, not give off any tells. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how I I read it because I think she cares enough to like she cared enough to show up at the hospital. Right. So I f- I feel like she's just sort of this, you know, watchful guardian uh tuxedo mask-esque character. <laughs> tuxedo mask. I haven't heard that in a while. We watched uh, some Sailor Moon stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuxedo, man. And yeah, Moonlight Night, right? Yeah, that was the second one. It was yeah. stupid. Uh, yeah, they do a lot. It was real stupid. They do a lot of that. But um, I could dig that. I could dig that. I, I could see that as being the eternal logic for why she would. Yeah. Uh, she shows up at the hospital after the accident, gives him the cross, and that's something he stays with for the rest of his life. And at the end of the at the end, but like at the end of that whole debacle, she takes care of him at the monastery and uh you know unknowingly kind of gives herself away it's only a few issues you know this story um but what i really liked is just like in the television show it got to show the the reach of kingpin mm-hmm. like where randomly random people are telling yurik in the street like well, better watch your step <laughs> you, yep. better not, you better not do that how do you feel about that uh miss trumbull uh 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 nurse that was going around breaking fingers Oh yeah, that that one actually, I that one was funny because at, at first I didn't even think to suspect it, and then like, like it, it they don't really hide it because like it it gives you that you know that almost television style like close up on the nurse glaring at Ulrich. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh she's in on the take, but it, it it's very clear that like Kingpin's hand is in everything. He's got he's got someone in the police force. He's got someone at the hospital. He's got someone you know, at the uh, at the courts. Yep. It his reach is almost aimless. And so she is incredibly menacing and was willing is willing to seemingly do whatever, whatever um, uh, Kingpin wants. Where she kills a man. Yeah. <laughs> she kills a man in 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 his death in his death bed. Now it's his death bed. But she kills a man in bed. Yeah. Um just to make sure that he can't, you know, uh speak on Kingpin. She breaks Yurik's fingers. Uh same Because that's his job. Yeah, he's a typist and he won't be able to tell his story that way. Um then she like gets fired. Well, no, for, but then 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 she 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 hangs his wife. Oh my gosh. No, she goes to to the house. Yeah, she goes to the, goes to the house, house and hangs his wife by yeah. like a but, tie uh, that something. was after she got fired, wasn't was it? Was it after? And she was like, she was like, well, then there'll be no reason to fire me if there's no Ben or something <laughs> like that. Because I think she's, I think they say, like, you've made the trail too high. He's seen you, Ben Yurik. Uh, he has a, you know, he might, he, he identify you, yada yada. Oh, okay. She's like, screw that. She just walked out the door to right. go and yeah, ben she Yurik. was upset about something. Yes. Yeah, to end Ben Yurik, and then um, and Daredevil fights her, punches her in the face. That's right. Like, is that another? Bad characterization of a woman is that is that Frank being Frank? Again? <laughs> um, I'm not sure in this case. Because between Maggie, Karen, I think at this point she's Rory. she's murdered a man and, and and broken a man's fingers. I, I don't think there's any <laughs> sympathy for so this who, woman. Who, who he thinks the best woman in this? Uh, Glory, Karen, uh, Nurse probably Eric's wife. Nuri. Oh yeah, Eric's <laughs> wife. Eric's wife. Yeah, definitely. She's I, the only one that's like just a straight up victim. How'd you feel about the J. Jonah cameo? Oh, uh, that was cool. I was just like, oh, Jameson's in this. Okay. Um, it's the only, it, it's one of the few times you see them like paint Jonah in a completely positive light. Cause Jonah's just like trying to defend, uh, the values and like 
the backbone it takes to be a journalist in this city. I think it's important, though, to have both of those shades for yes. for, for um, Jameson. Because, obviously, he's an antagonist in the sense that he doesn't believe in the whole vigilante nature of crime fighting and mass heroes and all that kind of stuff. And you can have that person, you can have that narrative. That you know, you, It's important to have that narrative. But it's also important to distinguish him from the real-life criminals, the real-life bad guys. Yeah. And realize that he also has a line he won't cross. Although he's done a bunch of weird, shady stuff in the comics to try to get Spider-Man. He uh, has. Um, actually, you know what? I'll just... So I'll view off here, and I was watching a video. And a video points out something really interesting about J. Jonah's characterization in the Spider-Man movies that you and old Dan the comic man talked about last week. Oh, that was fun. Yes. In the first one, there's a very interesting moment for J. Jonah Jameson where J- Jameson is painted in the same light he always is. He's kind of conniving. He's cheap. He's selfish. He's out for Jameson at every point, right? The moment Goblin shows up at the bugle and asks for the guy who takes pictures of Spider-Man, he doesn't give him up. Uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't true. care about Parker. He has no reason to give a damn about this kid. But he won't answer to terrorists. He will but not negotiate. I get. And I, they never really reveal it, but there's many. Like maybe it's jo- maybe it's just Jameson's respect for you know, uh, for freelance media and and <laughs> yeah. you know and the voice of the people. He's not going to give this kid up, even though his life is is you know he has no reason to give up his life for this foolish child. Right. So there's a. There is something to Jameson that is, you know, uh, a bit bigger than what seems to be his just his overall cheapness and, and negativity. Exactly. He has a respect for something. Yeah. He has a respect for civil service. He has a respect for, you know, his the military. He has a respect for people, good, honest people. And so in this, his role is to basically call Yurik out. Yeah. To say, like, where's your backbone? Being a coward. Yeah, where's your backbone? Uh, this is where this is where brave men make their stand. Is mm-hmm. in the news. Is is you know reporters have come to me and asked to take to tackle on um, tough subjects or hot topics, and then eventually they lose the the backbone yeah. to pursue these things. You got roughed up a little bit, and you're gonna quit now. I don't know about a little bit though. <laughs> when, Jonah, when Jonah was was playing that angle, I was like, I don't think you you've seen the extent. Well, of what's you know going what? on here. Um. Was it at that point where they mentioned that, like, technically his hand would have healed by now and he's still wearing the cast? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. So, like, now he's hiding behind it? And he won't even let other people say Matt Murdock. Right. Remember? Because he's so scared that somebody's going to randomly yeah. come out of the bushes and break his fingers. <laughs> uh, he is, like, legitimately traumatized. But, speaking of traumatized... um. And, you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of this can lend itself to Netflix, the Marvel Netflix stuff. Like, I can really see this stuff happening, mm-hmm. although some of these characters are dead already. Um, <laughs> something that I thought was incredibly cinematic was the scene where it's just Yurik, I guess, in the Daily Bugle, and people are yelling over him. Yes. And so people are yelling over him about, they're like, oh, Yurik wanted a puff piece, and we're supposed to have this puff piece on page five, or else we're going to have a blank yeah. page five. His boss is yelling to the big boss about, like, I gave him a job. He hasn't done it yet. He's like, Yurik, you're going to need to get off that phone. And Yurik's just, like, listening yeah. to the nurse. And on the other side of the, on the, other side of the There's phone. There's people in the back who's just like, we need this thing now. Everyone's yelling like, about page five and deadline. It is the hustle and bustle of a newspaper like, minutes before a deadline. But the entire time, Yurik is listening to a man be murdered. Yeah. Choked to death. 
and in the chilling, uh, you know, the chilling explanation that it even took longer than he thought it would, or yeah. way longer than it should have. It, uh, it, like you expect, you expect the scene in the book to start like blurring out the outside and just focus in on on Yurik while he's listening to this man like gurgle. His last breaths being taken, I thought that was uh, incredibly sadistic, and I thought um, it really showed the terror of like that whole hiding in plain sight thing. Like someone's mm-hmm. being murdered on the phone, and I'm on the phone with and the person being murdered, and no one has a clue. Mm-hmm. No one's batting an eye. Neither in neither in my location or the location in which the murder is taking right. place. And this is this is someone who was uh, hired and put in place by the hospital to take care of this man. Exactly. So like, and I if, have and if you're not safe in a hospital, right, right. If the, <laughs> I have like no the, idea who around me is an informant for the kingpin. Exactly, and who might want to take me out completely. So, I thought that was crazy. And like you said, this is a warning. This is a this is a. Uh, uh, show of force. Mm-hmm. This is, this could be you. Yeah. And in at that, any time. And in that moment, it puts Yurik in a very particular, you know, situation where he has to decide for the rest of this book whether or not he's going to uh, tell the story. I'm glad he did. I think the regular Yurik does. He goes and he goes, and regular Yurik, the Netflix Yurik. Yes. Goes to find um, Kingpin's mother. Family, yeah, his mother. Which is like the one thing that got him killed. Yeah, the Kingpin <laughs> wild out. And then Karen wrote a puff piece, because that's what she does. Where she's like, everyone in New York is great. What was it? He asked him something, and, and, and Yurik denied it. And he was just like, I believe. Was it, had Wesley already died? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I th- I, okay, I think he asked him if he killed Wesley. And he didn't kill Wesley. And, uh, and Yurik's like, no. Wesley. He's like, I believe you. You're right. I'm still you're right. a man of character. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're a man of good character. You wouldn't lie about that. But you brought my mother into this. And he went full Donkey Kong. He yes. Just, he just pounded on it. He put him through a table. First. <laughs> and then he just fit, raining down fists. And not in the way you would think fists would rain down in the punch way. Mm-hmm. In like the whack-a-mole just way. hammer fists. Yeah, in, the, in like a whack-a-mole way. And then he's grounding and pounding Yurik. And speaking of his... Uh, his Fight prowess. How do you think they? Ha- how do you like how they handled his ability to fight in this, with him training with a bunch of people and? Then- yeah, I thought that was interesting. It, um, uh, I've never seen that before, but it makes sense. Like yeah. Kingpin is the kind of guy who would want to make sure he's able to defend himself should his generals not, you know, or or should he want to just take in the glory of getting into a fight. But that's also one of those kind of like. I mean, I'm not trying to romanticize him, but that's no. also one of those things. That's kind of respectable about him is that uh, he doesn't have to fight with, with with what with how much reach that we said that this man has right. and what's been shown. He doesn't really ever have to fight, um, but the fact that he wants to be the most prepared in every aspect mm-hmm. uh, that's what's gotten him where he's at. That's what's gotten him as such a long ca- you know uh, 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 a long legacy in the Marvel canon is because of his ability to plan. His ability to be uh, malicious with no superpowers. His ability to fight. I remember um, in Spider-Man the Animated Series that she, he'd always call him fat. Yeah. And then there's this one instance where he jumps at him and Kingpin bear hugs him. And Spider-Man's like, what the hell? Let me introduce you to 400 pounds of pure muscle. Yeah. He's like, I'm only, I've am only, i only got this amount of body fat. The rest of this is... Yeah. It's all, it's all muscle. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So when you see Kingpin... Um, 
bench pressing in season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's out there getting it. I was like, go ahead, Fisk. Go ahead. I really Well, if that. you've ever seen like big time, not bodybuilders, but power lifters. Yeah. They look a lot like that. Right. They've got these large bellies because they they have to maintain a massive calorie surplus to ma- to amount the massive amount eh, to <laughs> amass the amounts of energy it would take yeah. yes to pick up these heavy things and to build these bigger muscles, you know, to support all of this this uh yeah. gravitational force. I've heard that for the most part, like pecs are like show muscles. Yeah. And so, like, they don't have any much utility. Pecs and, ab- pecs and abs are basically muscles that you develop over um, constant hypertrophy and breaking down of the muscle and, like... Tearing and repair? Tearing and repair and a certain degree of a lower body fat, which would allow the muscle to show. Be, de- be defined, yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, how do you say, air sealing a bag. Right, right. You know, there's the chicken. It's right there. Nothing else around it. Yeah. Whereas if you put a chicken in a bag full of air, it would be you would just hit up against it and yeah. never get to the to the meat. But Kingpin has no, uh, there's no point in his life to be com- uh, cosmetically pleasing. The man lo- likes to be how he is. Yes. Uh, he wears nice white fancy suits. He wears yellow ascots. Still had a wife during it. Still the only villain I know wearing ascots. Uh, still, <laughs> to this day. unless you count uh, Fred from um, Scooby Doo. He's a villain in his own right. Oh, my God. Uh, the pop name Scooby-Doo made him a villain. I know he was like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and that, that was hilarious. Um, but, yeah. So, you have that with uh, Kingpin. Um, not only training, but being able to take out Daredevil. And as far as other villains are concerned, he decides to bring out the big guns. He decides to call on your man Simpson. He decides yes. to call on uh, Officer Simpson. He decides to call Nuke. And this is the first... Um, appearance. Appearance of Nuke. Yes. I a character that I, Frank Miller created. I did not know that. I've, I've read stories with him being in him. Mm-hmm. He's also currently in the newest Captain America run. Yes. There's like a, there's like a factory of nukes. Yes. Um, which is that, that when you see what, what Nuke does in this one book, the idea that there would be a factory of these guys <laughs> is out of control. Um, but I, I, I appreciate the, the, the tournament where it's just like, like I have an entire nuclear armament, and it's just actually the guy's name, Nuke. nuke. Yeah, Nuke, <laughs> exactly. And he says that at one point. He goes like, "Nuke, something you would drop on, you know, on your enemies." And that's yes. exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drop this nuke on my enemies. Um, nuke has he a very noticeable. Yeah, he has a very noticeable tattoo. It's an American flag, and it's on his face. Yes. At no point is it explained in this. Now, the reason why I take that, and I'm I'm, I'm forming these ideas. As we speak, because we haven't spoken about this book yet. No. But um, the reforms, how we roll, baby. Yeah, but the idea that <laughs> in his debut that that it's not explained. It's just the idea that he's just so uber American. Yes, he is. That, he is. He is this Aryan, you know, uh, uh, all American boy. Probably grew up somewhere in Oklahoma. You're just basically supposed to put two and two together mm-hmm. and dig the fact. Not dig the fact, but understand the fact that oh yeah, he's. A villain, and he loves America, so yeah, he got a tattoo of America on his face. Yeah. Um, the first time we see him is in Brazil, I want to say. Uh, I think so. Some third, it's, it's, He's like in a third world country. Yeah. And he is just, he has like a grenade launcher, <laughs> and he is just scorching the earth. There's no, there's no um, blinking. Mm-hmm. There's no sympathy. Uh, he's just on Black Ops covered up missions for the military. Which is kind of sort of his characterization in Jessica Jones. Yeah. Towards the end, you realize that he's been experimented on before this military program. 
please, 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 please stop making super soldiers. Please, please, <laughs> please, please. You don't get it. It hasn't worked. Please. It hasn't worked in years. You keep trying. There's the like We're up to what, twenty four X's? I'm up to I'm up to the I'm saying I'm up to the belief that, that between Cap and Wolverine, so much bad has been done in the sake of trying to create the soldier, the super soldier. Men like a Hulk and Abomination, you know, mm-hmm. um uh, the you know, X twenty three Omega Red, yeah, Daredevil, I mean Daredevil, the Deadpool, um, Nuke in this situation here. And I know it's like fifty others, mm-hmm. but it's this idea I think at one point, there's to, a character. To a Red Skull, I think. You said you were reading Spider Island, right? Yes, I just started today. Oh, okay. I think that yes, there's a villain, if not in Spider Island, it's in Spider Verse. That is also that is also like with oh, new uh, cap. Uh, <laughs> got the super soldier serum, but was working in another another place or whatever the heck. Jeez. And it's just like stop. You guys need to stop with the super super soldier program thing. Do you think it's just an easy trope, or do you think they have an actual... It might be, but I, I sometimes I'd like to believe that they are just working toward the day where it's just like, someone figured it out! We got, oh, we got an exact other Captain America. I'd, I'd like to believe that one day it'll be Parker, and they didn't uh, have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and that's another guy, right, that they're always trying to replicate. Like, oh, the spider bite. Well, Spider-Man got powers from... Sure. That's just radioact... That, the hand-waviness of radioactivity in this book. In this book, and most of... The superhero books. Yeah, but then they got weird with it. Where like, is it, is it radioactive spider, or is it spider totem? Y- yes, and spider blood. Yes, has also been accredited. Because spider blood. I heard the, that. Uh, the song says spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. They have this stupid thing where it's just like they do the same thing with Batman and with other popular characters. Where it's like, no, this character is popular. We need to make it feel like he's a big freaking deal. The big deal stuff I'm fine with. My <laughs> issue is when you try to. Okay, it, I, we give these characters a lot of a lot of respect because Certainly. of their level of agency. Yes. No one told Daredevil to be Daredevil. He became Daredevil. Right. And we like to attribute that also to the other heroes that we care about, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Batman. But in those two instances, like you brought up, it's faded, and I yes. think that that takes away from the character. Right. Because if it's faded. Then it was always gonna happen. You were always gonna get it, bit. It, the bat was always gonna fly through the window. Spider Man, it removes the entire responsibility aspect of it because, like, no, you were always gonna be Spider Man. And every and every it spider, had nothing to do with what you learned. And most Spider people know with great power come great responsibility because yeah. they are on the same path of righteousness, right? Because they're all Spider totems, right? So it's it's that stuff too. And the same thing with Batman, except like, for Ben Riley, he was a dick. It's like Batman is Batman is the wagon of the Bat God because the Bat God was always going to come through, but that is a snake eating its own tail because Bruce Wayne went back in time. You understand? Know, so oh, uh, freaking Ouroboros. So with all with all that, I really did appreciate this story because it's basically everything is on the page. Mm-hmm. Everything is right there. Yes. If you don't know the characters, they they're explained well. You even get a, the Daredevil origin revisited in its own right. Yeah, it's a it's a great jump on point if you really want to track down that many years of uh, Daredevil pre um, the Brian Michael Bendis one. Uh, right, good right, old. Right. I heard that was good. Oh, Bendis. And then Bru- Bru Baker also wrote for Daredevil, right? Did he? I'm not sure. I don't know. That guy's awesome though. Look this up. Uh, Ed Brew Baker, uh, amazing. I think he was working on Westworld. Okay. Which was also kind of like, I was like, oh, wow, check that out. I didn't know Brew Baker was doing TV. Yeah, it was like, ah, oh, what a jump. <laughs> Jeff Johns, pay attention. You need to get yourself on something prestige like that. 
He's working apparently on the Green Lantern film. Get on Avatar. Go try to do apparently that. He's writing, apparently he is writing the Green Lantern film. Oh my God, can we do the Green Lantern movie where they fight the, the cat from Avatar? <laughs> That's what I need to Christ. see. For the, for the unobtainium. I've Remember? never seen Avatar. <laughs> yeah, they, they are, they're trying to mine that planet for its uh, resources called unobtainium. <laughs> absolute garbage, absolute garbage. But like I said, when you can, when you've, when you've, reviewed and read and watched the amount of comic book stuff that we've gone through at least at, especially at this point we're on episode 41 baby mm-hmm. um about to reach that uh that midpoint yeah so when you when you've done all of that um a few times are you going to be uh impressed or surprised but there are many panel turns that, or page turns that i've done here in this book where i was like that was a pretty legit <laughs> either 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 line or yeah. drawing or um or just um narrative i was honest to god impressed at several of the turns uh, mm-hmm. here that and this is something i read before i've read this book before and i i still forgot and you know we've talked about um sometimes there being a disconnect with these older books especially with the way they were inked and the way they were um the bubbles are drawn mm-hmm. and the way that sometimes the characters are drawn yeah older books can be a bit it, it, it's very difficult for me to to read some of those older older books just because like i'm not used to the art style especially like when it's just giant colors up against a white page and word bubbles i have uh i don't like yellow word bubbles i can see that's my that's my pet peeve yeah it's just so glaring but i understand it's a comic book it's supposed to like yeah it's supposed to pop out exactly um but we yellow word bubbles we're spoiled in this digital area so uh, uh, era, everything is so clean. Yes. To the point that, especially if you're reading it on a tablet, you can spread out some of these pages, mm-hmm. look for the background details, and they're clear as day. Where in some of these books, someone is just two feet away and their face is unrecognizable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they just gave up. They were like, yeah, that's a guy. The interesting that's thing for a, a lot of them is just like, like these faces don't even really have any real detail to them. So there's right. no actual. Um, you never create this thing in your mind where it's like, this is what the character looks like. You have little checkpoints in your head where it's like, he's blonde. Right. So it doesn't really matter. It made it easier for the films because it didn't matter who played them. Like, just give him blonde hair and he looks like it. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you could even talk about that with Captain America. Yeah. Uh, um, I st- I would probably still argue that he is probably the most featureless. Like, there's no, like, you, you can't be like, well, Cap's always had this. Yeah, they, they've done everything with the character. You know, at this point. It's, just, it's not like Superman, where it's like there's the hair curl, right? You know, or, or the uh, strong chin. Yes, you know? and Cap's been drawn with strong chins before, um, but that's not a defining trait of the character. Right, that's how people choose to depict him. Right, um, and uh, is that a Marvel thing? Um, I don't know. I th- I just imagine it was an early comic books thing where it's like you had to get these things out, and we were all drawing them by hand and working it out before the yeah. advent of digital and uh super detailed and whatever ridiculousness we went through in the 90s where we had to put massive extreme colors on everything. I am struggling to read 90s X-Men because, oh my God, the way that craziness is drawn sometimes. Oh, like Liefeld stuff? Like, not the Liefeld stuff. Not Liefeld stuff, but, but some of the Jim Have you stuff. seen some of the Liefeld stuff? I've seen it, a little bit. It looks like a hard to read. Everything is sharp. The, <laughs> hair, the hair is sharp. The hips are sharp. The yeah. elbows are sharp. I've seen a little bit. I'm like, it's very angular. On? Yeah, I'm like, what is going on? And but of hey, course, so. that weird joke about feet that I can't get away from now. <laughs> but, he, you know, uh, it's sold. So, you know, it is what it is with that. Um, By the end of this uh, 
Daredevil has kind of turned the tables on him. On Fisk. Yes. Not only that, but Fisk, once he realizes that Daredevil has not been killed in the uh, car thing, mm-hmm. in the setup for that, he obsesses. Is, yes, and he's on, like he's on the pulse of that. From that moment on, like he knows Daredevil's coming back for him. Right. Like he knows that he will reap the. He keeps the repeating vengeance. like they didn't find a corpse. There was no corpse. <laughs> this is this is the uh, Telltale Heart. This yeah. is the Raven. This is Christianity in a nutshell, where if you've done um, or Catholicism in a nutshell, where vengeance will be had. Like mm-hmm. if you if you've wrought vengeance, you the will righteous get vengeance. vengeance exactly. And this idea that Daredevil would be the delivery system mm-hmm. for said vengeance. Uh, was really really cool. Uh, Daredevil gets stabbed in this by Santa. You want to talk about that? <laughs> you want to talk about that? Ah, uh, uh, that was a thing that happened. Daredevil's, God damn it, Santa! Daredevil sees Turk Barrett of uh of when Netflix Santa Marvel. has been corrupted. There is no longer hope. Yeah, Turk Barrett is dressed <laughs> like Santa, and I guess they're just. They, oh, did you catch? It was um Turk and Grotto. So Grotto. Was the uh, Grotto was the guy from season two that they were trying to protect in Daredevil? Oh, uh, okay. That Frank was trying to kill. Yes. So you you had these two named um, these two named villains appear cameo wise, and Grotto's chilling with Turk, and they're about to just steal money and uh, for like for you know they act like they're doing a fundraiser or whatever and steal money for themselves. And Daredevil sees them and is like, "Not today!" And he's (laughs) just stabbed. He just stab him. Santa just shanks him, and then they walk away. Damn, Santa. And I'm like, what? That's some cold. Mm-mm-mm. That's some cold mess right there, Turk. Yes, it is. They That's play how Turk they, Barrett rolls. They play him as such a fool in the Netflix series. And then to have him here just shank my man Matt. He got away with that gun sale. Oh, yeah, he did. But that <laughs> to be going around shanking people, I was like, man, that's... Still killed a dude anyway, but, that's a bit but the gun much. didn't work. In true Frank Miller fashion... We see the um, tortured patriot, mm-hmm. right? Because that's kind of what Superman was depicted as yeah. in uh, Dark Knight Returns. But in here, the tortured patriot is Captain America. Yes. Captain America is in the thankless job. He's in the powerless position. He mm-hmm. is just the one man trying to um, trying to defend America in a time when people just kind of are apathetic to the whole yeah. idea of patriotism. But we also see this this interesting juxtaposition of the Avengers as like, oh, the Avengers are here. The problem is solved. And the rest of them are just like, oh, look who showed up. The Avengers. Yeah. Yay. They're here to clean clean up all this. uh, Hey, what are you, what's the street level stuff going on here? Praise be be on to all of us. The Avengers have showed up to save our butts. They do something similar in the Swamp Thing book. With the Justice League. It's Do like, they? It's, it's just this idea that, like, yeah, we get that you exist and you're, like, the greatest superhero fighting force, but you don't see everything. Right. There are things going on, and when you get to them, it will not be the first time someone's gotten to them. Yeah. So when they come to stop this nuke situation, the 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 Avengers, it's the first they're seeing of this, mm-hmm. but not the first that we are seeing of this because right. we were let in by Kingpin and, and Nuke. And Daredevil. You you are on your perch so high that you do not see what is happening on the ground until something big enough explodes for you to notice it. Exactly. And then and Nuke that, showed up, and it was unignorable. And at that point, that seems you can you can see why somebody like Daredevil will be kind of ticked about something like that, where it's like, 
Oh, so it, it's finally a big it, enough it's deal. It's your problem now. It's finally a big enough deal. Okay. <laughs> now Good. you want to help. Remember when my house blew up? <laughs> no, no one noticed that. Remember that? Remember that? My house blew up. No one cared. No one, no one, no one checked in on me. Then then there was like, oh, Matt Murdock's dead. That whole thing that was going around. Nothing. Not a call. Nothing. No. Gotcha. Did, did no one even notice the kingpin was just racking up businesses and extorting people left and right? No, it's never. And, and I'll be interested to know. And if you guys know, go ahead and uh, reach us at the various social media platforms that we're on. If there is a specific Avengers Kingpin story. Mm. No, none that I know of. Right? Uh, the I know he deals with Frank. I know he right. deals with uh, The interesting thing for me when, it, when the TV show came around was that because of the cartoon, I'd always pegged Kingpin as a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, he's a Daredevil guy? Okay. What I like, Interesting. Mo- what I like more though, Greg, is I feel like in this in this characterization, it's alluded that he's a New York guy, right? And I love I love that, and I think the Netflix deals with that. I, but it needs to spread it out. He needs to be he needs to be in Rand in the uh, enterprises, whatever. He needs to be messing up all that. He needs to be messing up the stuff with Jessica Jones. But like the one day, one I day, guess the difficulty with that is that like everyone has an enterprise. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Anybody could, couldn't, which has know. their own villains who want some sort of capitalistic gain. I, I really would have dug a like a um, Mariah Dillard, Stokes, uh, <laughs> Fisk, uh, Davos kind of kind of thing. I know they kind of did something like that with the uh, five fingers of the hand. Yes. But I, I think the less. But I think the hand is a lot. I think in that in that sense, the hand is just something that's a lot bigger. It's so, but it's so mystical that I feel like the less you talk about, the more, right. the more they explain the hand stuff to me, the more I'm just oh, like yeah. rolling my eyes about it. I'm just yeah. like, the more know. you explain it, the more it becomes a thing you understand, and the more you understand it, the more it's just like, well. Have you ever read yeah. uh, Shadowlands? Uh, no. I heard it's bad. I, it, it's. The idea is good. The idea, sure. the premise is pretty cool. It was a good idea that was poorly executed. Yeah, the premise is pretty cool, and I think the premise is that um, Daredevil kills the leader of the hand, and then and thus it, becomes leader of said hand. Well, he does. The, he does the um, the Luke Cage thing that we were talking about, where he uh, says, okay. "If I if I don't head this, right, someone else is going to head this. Someone probably and, worse, and they're going to kill a whole bunch of people, right? But under my the influence, power vacuum, yeah. But under my influence, I can turn the hand." To righteousness. Sure. And so half of New York becomes feudal Japan. They just build <laughs> on top of skyscrapers. They just build feudal right. buildings and uh, Shadowland flags. So Which is where I kind of want to put Luke Cage now. Yeah. <laughs> so you have all these, these these territories and the hand is supposedly doing good and righteousness. But at one point, Daredevil is being possessed by the, a demon of the hand. Sure. And it becomes a whole, it becomes a whole thing. But the idea that you It's can, one of those things that like, oh, okay, you presented an interesting story. A... Uh, Matt Murdock has to now become sort of this crime boss to, you know, try to handle things as best he can and deal with the, the duality of handling being himself and also handling this evil power, and then you ruined it with supernatural evilness. <laughs> yes. Well, I I can I have something to say <laughs> I, have, I have something to say to that point, but um, yeah, it's it's like you said they they um will create these ripples. And they're interesting, and a lot of the interesting nature is what would what would drive a seemingly uh, good-natured man, a guy with a good head on his shoulders, a guy who wants to do good. What will drive them to the point of quote unquote being caring more about effectiveness than what's right? Right. Um, we see this with injustice. Yes. Right? 
But because it's injustice, you can play that out five years from now. Right. And there's this Technically thing. Technically, they did. There's this thing. In, <laughs> there's this thing in modern comics. Not modern comics. There's this characterization that I guess is happening more now than ever before, where they want to take every hero to that. At one point, hmm. that idea of like the 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 Shadowlands stuff with Daredevil, the uh, Secret Empire stuff with Cap, like the same character. But if all their energy was spent doing something, probably they shouldn't, even though it would be more effective. Sure. Um, but the, in both instances there that I can think of, at the end, they just got to go. I mean, uh, whoops. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but like, I guess you could say you get that sort of thing with like kind of sort of superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Where it's like. Well, the idea behind Superior Spider-Man, what I was pointing it is, as everyone knows, Peter becomes Spider-Man again. So it's like even when you get to. When you get to those interesting layers mm-hmm. of these characters, it all just gets reversed because yeah, it can't yeah. stay. Because we refer like, back to status quo and we keep everything real safe. Exactly. Instead of telling what would have been the interesting story. I really commend um, DC for continuing the Injustice story, the stories mm-hmm. um, because they've got an audience and they've people are digging these characterizations of these characters right. and they got to take them to natural occurring like what well, it was seemingly naturally occurring events yeah as opposed to well get ready for bad batman or get right. ready for bad <laughs> superman and you this ain't your grandfather's daredevil like right I, i'm i'm i get it i like i like to see men corrupted i my favorite series is breaking bad that's that's what all that is about <laughs> i've not is, seen it is literally um i i implore you to watch it but my the way i i'm gonna sell it to you <laughs> is this is the slowest heel turn <laughs> in, in television history. The slowest turning of a man, a, a, a good-natured, strong-headed man, to probably something a little bit more malicious. But the enjoyment in the series is when you decide he's gone too far. Okay. Because seemingly the first inklings of him doing things that are not too right have kind of a, a, a base, have a reason, have sure. a a logic. Some sort of righteous logic right. to it. Then they start getting a little bit less logical. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea, it's like the idea with the Shadowlands stuff or the idea with the injustice stuff. Like once you've gone this far, you might as well yeah. go with the rest. And once well, Superman killed a child. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but for a lot of people, Injustice Superman was that was their guy. Yeah. Finally he let loose. Finally he's yeah. he's done which is the worst characterization. Not the worst characterization of it, but that's not the characterization of it. No, it not should at not all. be. It's cool to have it Elseworld. I, mean, I dig that. But you have to realize that the Injustice Superman is just as much Superman as the Nazi Superman is. He's, <laughs> he's just a version of Superman. So, yeah. um, you know, when he when that happens, Lois dies and he becomes, uh, you know, Chancellor, High Chancellor Superman. Yes. There's a lot of people on his side. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people like Joker should have been dead. He it, For a lot of people, he was, well, maybe not to that extent, he was um, justified. Well, do you read the latest Captain America issue. Yeah. He speaks to a guy who was just like, Hydra was cool, yo. Yeah, he's like, Hydra gave us jobs. We were fed, we were we were clothed, we had jobs, Hy- we had shelter. Hydra improved the hospitals. Like, to a, to a perspective, I'm yeah. not exactly, you know, we weren't exactly upset about this completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have, um, you end up having this, this kind of weird, like you said, duality, where you have to decide who this character is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that this book here in particular did um, something very cool, which was stripped almost everything away from Daredevil. At one point, the man doesn't even have his suit. Remember that? 
he takes the suit from the from the doppelganger. Oh, um, because when the cops show up, there's like it's yes. funny as hell. They're like, there's like six people dead here. There's like right. a naked man over here. Paolo, we're gonna arrest, and he's had like he's. Now like, that I think about, it, there's like three instances in where like Matt receives the suit. Yeah, because like he gets the suit out of the rubble of his old apartment. Yeah, which come on between that shot and the shot of. Of of I get the poetic nature of it, but the shot of Batman holding Jason Todd right. in a building that's been exploded. Right. The building's gone, but the but the, the body's but the fine. <laughs> Body in the suit. Oh oh no no no. Great. Okay, so you're talking about the one where it has uh, Karen. Yeah. Where the building explodes, but Karen is fine. Fine. Good. She is and, fine. And clutching the Daredevil <laughs> outfit. And I'm like, what? like, uh, you might need this. And I'm like, what is going on here? Do people not know how explosions work? How, like, combustion? Something right. like that? Fire? Like, the basic things here? Oh, it, it's like in the movie where, like, someone goes through a different corridor and the idea that the fire just goes right past them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the fire wouldn't just keep. Wouldn't spreading. go, wouldn't go everywhere that it can. You know <laughs> th- that idea. I don't know, man. Like no fireworks in a straight line. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was like, I, I dug it. I dug like the nature of like you know yeah. he's finding it's the only thing that's left or whatever. It just doesn't work that way though. No, it doesn't. And it also made it seem like he was in a apartment. Yeah, it was his soul apartment. Like he lived there by himself. You don't just blow up a building in in New York. You like, have to. Blow nobody up a block. else died. <laughs> It scared me because when it happens, he first says, I hear children crying. Right. And I'm like, oh, Kingpin's blowing up the block. Like, Kingpin, you know, like, right. like uh, I thought I was going to start getting, like, you know, Mr. Vaselli and his three-year-old son live right. on the first floor. And I guess I'll never see them again. I thought I was going to start getting some really grim stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I hear babies crying. Oh, no way. That's sirens. Those are sirens. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 sirens. Like, I'm assuming people are going to ask you questions. Right. Why are you clutching that? Why, blind man, are you clutching that Daredevil outfit in the midst of all this rubble? Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I, I, dug how they strip everything away and then eventually mm-hmm. give it all back to him. And then very Job almost, right? To yeah. the, the, the idea that you would be punished and punished and stripped away and you have to maintain your faith and have to maintain your, your sanity. Mm-hmm. Something that... Um, he, how, he, how, how much are you willing to, to go through for your belief? Right, and we didn't even talk about this. He hits a cop. Yeah. Matt Murdock attacks a, a, a cost, an officer of the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he witnesses like a mugging in a, in a train station or something like that. Mm. Beats the hell out of the beats the hell out of the guy who's trying to do the mugging. Yeah. Like, breaks his uh, wrist and stuff like that. I like that that entire sequence is narrated by Kingpin or right. I think Wesley. I Wesley's think so. telling Kingpin like he's gone mad. Like oh, Matt Murdock yes, yes. has gone insane. Because like he's so. Uh, paranoid that like anyone is working for the kingpin that when a cop accosts him, he just <laughs> yeah, his yeah, wrist. yeah, yeah. He's just walling out in the street. And he's like, you, you. He's a madman, and um, he's like, the and then kingpin and like kingpin is just sitting there, just like brimming over these stories that like Matt Murdock is just losing it. And then at one point, he just straight up says like, I could kill him at any time. Yeah. Like, I could end all this madness, all this torture. But then the fun would yeah, end. Yeah, but he's like, but why? <laughs> the fun would end. Um, and It's like saying I could I could eat this cake, but the cake would be gone. I think he's eating all the cakes, though. But Matt Murdock. <laughs> Matt Murdock. Um, he's it, learned from the years of lost cakes. Uh, Matt Murdock has, <laughs> has just, or the character of Daredevil has just been such a thorn in this man's uh-huh. side that he is willing to see him all the way to the point of madness and then, you know, seemingly the... The uh, 
the, the, the setup where he was going to have him killed. Yes. Straight up killed. But I think the killed stuff comes because he came to the house. Uh, like, I th- he wasn't planning to kill him before then. He was going to let him dangle yeah. on the string. But as soon as Matt came to his house, he was like, well, now that I beat you up and you're I th- in my I house think, bleeding. I think that was his, like, once, you know, uh, disheveled, broken, tired Matt Murdock comes to his home and he gets to beat on him with his own bare hands. He's like, <sighs> I have... It's it's almost an orgasmic experience. I love that in that fight when he has that fight with Kingpin, the very first thing Matt does is basically hit him in the torso with his cane as hard as he can. <laughs> like that's the first like screw this, and it says fap, <laughs> and he hits something, and Kingpin no sells it. He just like looks at him like that. That was you your plan. Like he came, you walked all the way over here from Hell's Kitchen, and this hit is when me you get... in the belly with a cane. Wait, and then he just beats the hell out of him. Oh my god! To the point that he's having flashbacks of his origin. Like that's a that's a pretty bad beating there. All that for a drop of blood. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's that is basically that scene right there. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um. The end of it pretty much means that like the entire nuke thing backfired on him. Yes. Because right. now the the uh the fact that nuke became public means that the military has to spin it out, which means they need to completely remove nuke. And now they've removed themselves from any uh, connection with the Kingpin. Right. Um, and very much like that first season of Daredevil, where it deals with Kingpin um, trying to grow legitimacy. Remember, yes. he, comes to, he stands in front and he's like, "There's not, my name is Wilson Fisk. And he does the whole thing right. there. He, he reveals himself, yeah. By the end of that, though, he is so embarrassed by, by all of his transgressions put into light. Mm-hmm. The the article comes out just like in this book. The yep. article comes out that says, "No, this guy's trash." Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, crime boss. Yeah, and it's all for not all the all the all the posing and the pompous mm-hmm. uh, lectures and the holier than mm-hmm. now and the and the you know um, being the white knight of 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 Hell's Kitchen and. He he couldn't beat the Daredevil. Everyone connected to him, dis- <laughs> and everyone connected to him has disappeared. Yeah, like and, all his uh, fronts and and not, again, not to romanticize the guy, but I don't know what other way I would have done it. Like he did, he did a lot of things to the T. Yeah, like he he shut a lot of stuff down. Now, oh, yeah. now he, where he falls off is like where you said, and this happens a lot in movies where the villain gets so desperate that they introduce an inpro- unpredictable, uncontrollable element. Yeah, and once that happens go for broke because you won't be able to chain it back up. You've already right. released this thing into the wild and you think it's working for you, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes to the point where when they got the crazy daredevil from the insane asylum, mm-hmm. the first thing he does is backstab Fisk and shoot the, shoot the, uh, his crony. Yeah. So, um, as, as, uh, Kingpin starts to get more paranoid, he starts to, to implement Make these crazy, decisions. yeah, these crazier decisions. Like in the show, when you kill a man with your bare hands, mm-hmm. Uh, a reporter, door. a reporter with your bare hands, you know. Right. Uh, oh yeah, we, we call, uh, or behead a man with a car door. Um, <laughs> but you see that level. You see that um, that level of, uh, I guess, Desperation? tempered. Well, tempered rage, like that level yeah. of that quiet tempered rage in this book as well. When because he's constantly brooding, mm-hmm. he's constantly looking outside his window, and and just these eternal Matt monologues of Matt Murdock and all that kind of stuff. Just sort of waiting for him. Yeah, like he's coming back. Yeah. Um, uh, but I really, really, really dug that. I dug, like you said, because the because of the way the Avengers show up, it does really make you feel like guys like Daredevil do all the work. Um, they, they, they cause the Avengers show up like Damage Control shows up in yeah. in, <laughs> in, in Spider-Man Homecoming, 
Like, oh no, we got it from here, guys. Checks all year. Sure. But um, it's like the FBI showing up at the last minute, and the cops are just like. Exactly. And now you guys are gonna take all the credit for this crap. Right, right, right. And we've seen that before as well. The the bugle is gonna talk about how Captain America and Iron Man showed up. Meanwhile, I'm the one taking all the hits. So Netflix comes to you, slaps this book on on the desk, and says, "We don't want to straight up do this story, but we want to take what you elements. would consider the best elements from it." Okay. What do you think is usable? Um, obviously the. What they've already started with Sister Maggie is very usable because they don't have to do it too much. But to what conclusion would you do that? Would it would it just be like a, you keep it up in the air, the whole like mother um, thing? Do you just say it and then she's never seen again like in this book? I think she shows up someplace back at the end, but you get a few episodes of, and this is what happens with novel Netflix, um, those first few episodes are really a lot of brick laying. Yeah. Uh, you get a few setups of... Usually a murder or two. Sure. Whatever the whatever the villain is going to be doing and then Sister Maggie and them taking care of um Murdoch uh at the at the monastery. Maybe some maybe some inner stuff going on with Matt Murdoch as he's still in the coma. Right. Do they have a villain for this yet? I don't think Officially, so. Officially? That no. is? I actually forgot. I was I was watching Iron Fist and I forgot that they had Typhoid Mary for her. Ah. For uh Iron Eve. Fist. So when they, somebody shows up and they're like, "Hey, my name's Mary." I'm like, "Oh, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I, like, I, I haven't I, caught it yet. I had, I had just, uh, I had just um, playing too much Spider Man. Haven't caught it I yet. Don't, I don't blame you. That game's amazing. <laughs> get it? Get it? Or maybe spectacular. <laughs> uh, to me, I really dig. I know I wouldn't redeem her, but I really dig the Karen Page selling out Daredevil. Thing. Really? Um, now for drugs. If, if if you're gonna redeem her, don't do it for drugs or prostitution sure. or prostitution. I don't or think she's at that. I don't think she's at that point as a character. But I think that especially she, after she kills. <laughs> well, right. Well, right now, my, my thing is right now she knows she knows Matt is Daredevil. Sure. Right. I think she is. What, what was the thing they said? There's always a uh, there's always a pressure point. Right. Or something I think that was said in the book, something like that. Like there's always a soft spot, there's always a pressure point. Something you can press to yeah. make to make someone move. I think that's I think Karen's that for Daredevil. And okay. I think she can get to a point of like I'm mad, I'm so I I had to, you know what I'm saying? They were cutting mm-hmm. my fingers off or they were yeah. they were blowing up my law firm or they were gonna kill Frank or right. something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I could see it get to a point of like Matt, they know. You know, like, right. and how do you deal with that moving forward? Are you a disgraced lawyer at that point? What does the... Because there's another thing. Although Kingpin knew, he didn't tell other people. No. How do you feel about that little weird code of honor? Is that is that a code of honor thing or is that a selfishness thing? I don't... I don't think Kingpin had any interest in it. In, in, in like, in the letting show. other people... No, yeah. no, I mean, in, in this. Oh. He keeps it, keeps it himself, right? Oh, yes. Uh... Yes, he has anyone who even knows about it killed. Right, except for Wesley, because Wesley's cool. Sure, sure. Uh, I th- I think that was so he could have his private machinations unfettered. Okay. Because if it got out, and I don't know who's like around at this time, but like if it got out, and then like now Bullseye can start messing I with him. I say, yeah. Now uh, other characters the can hand. start messing with him. The Hand can start messing with him. Right. Um. 
I don't know. And and again, if all this happens in subsequent issues of this story, I'm sorry. I apologize. I I don't know. I don't. That might be exactly what happens. The next the next issue might be uh, Kingpin going, "Hey, Bullseye, it's Matt Murdock." Dead of Matt Murdock. But um, I'm told the the direct sequel to this book is essentially Daredevil doing the exact same thing back to Kingpin. Oh, like like. Where he, starts putting him out with, in the... where he starts messing with other aspects of Kingpin's life. Pettiness is not in the Bible, man. What are you? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? By the end of it, like like Matt's in this interesting place where he's he's still disbarred. Yeah, but he's got Karen Page back. Oh yeah, they're walking down the street. And they're like, "Well, we don't have jobs." And I'm like, "Well, what, <laughs> no, what? you don't, Matt." And neither of you have a place to stay. She left You're her house. Just walking through Central Park like this. Remember is... your building exploded. Remember she was holding onto your outfit. That whole thing happened. That's real. You guys have no place to stay unless you want to go stay at your ex girlfriend's house with your homeboy Foggy, who's over there. Oh, Glory, who's oh, over Foggy. there begging your ex. Oh, what? It, I, that was such a weird thing. I, I'm assuming again, this is just to make Glory into a bad person. Sure. And to take everything away from um from Matt, Matt in that situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would. Karen divulge Daredevil's identity to save Foggy. In this, yes, I believe so. I think so. I think that I think I think we can do that. I think that that, that that's a cool thing. Yeah. The Maggie stuff I dig. Um we've already done the origin, so we don't need any of that. But I need Fisk at full Fisk height. And <laughs> we already kind of got hints of that. Yes. Because at the end of season two, because I and I laugh every time I think of this scene. Matt goes to talk to Fisk about something mm-hmm. or other. He needs more information about something. And, like, is he's in full Matt Murdock thing. He's no, no Daredevil. And he's, just, like, oh, poking. Oh, this is when he goes to, like, the prison? Yeah, he's poking Kingpin. He's like, I'll, I'll make sure that your wife never whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. or something. Never and then Kingpin out. just beats the hell out of him in, in, um. You don't mention the wife. You yeah. Don't. Grabs his head, sm- the same Donkey Kong stuff that Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> does. Beats the hell out of him. And he goes, you know, if you were scared of my wrath, continue to be scared of my wrath because I know how long I'm going to be in here. And as soon as I get out, you and that other little lawyer friend of yours, I'm going to make your lives a living hell. Right. And so the, the stage is already kind of set for that, for this Born Again story, or at least aspects of it where yes. Kingpin will be making Matt's life a living hell. But From the outside. Has Matt Murdock dead in... Did they do like a ten dead in uh in um Midland Circle bomb tower thing? Uh, I th- I think dead like, or missing or whatever. I don't know what they did. Because that's always funny, right? Like when the hero dies and they have to kind of uh hand wave the the human, the regular human's obituary. Right. You know, it's like the more the world mourns Superman, and also by the way, Clark Kent was found dead. In, right. You know, right. Right. Somewhere else. Oh no, no, it's usually like. Superman dead, Clark Kent missing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So Which I no one right. blacks. Exactly. Superman returns. Clark Kent turns. He's right back. Yeah, he's right, right back at work. Um. So I, I wonder. I wonder if we're. For a long if, time. I know to the heroes the same way. You know, is it is it is internal? So the defenders don't know where Matt's at. No. Seemingly, and he which is be, the one interesting bit of connective thread throughout the entire thing, because now. All the Marvel Netflix shows have gotten to the point where they can be self-referential and don't even have to talk yeah. about um, the movies. Right, right. They all, they all seen the. Well, I haven't seen Iron Fist yet, but the Luke Cage and Jessica Jones both make reference to Matt missing or ever since the incident. Right. 
admittedly. I, I'm only on episode two of Fist, and um, they the only thing that's mentioned is the flashback of him saying Matt told me something before the building went down. He told me to protect this city. Okay. So and then you see the building go down. So right. eventually he'll have. I'm I'm pretty sure he'll have a moment where he's like, I don't know, this is too hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Finally got the head scarf. I fought on a him. dragon, <laughs> but you know, New York City. See, I don't even cost a living here. <laughs> so out of control. I'll go back and fight that dragon again. <laughs> out of control. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I redug the Yurik stuff, but I did. Think, I feel like they did that in season one. Yeah, and then killed him. Yeah, and then they killed him. Yeah, poor uh, guy. <laughs> that the the visual the panel. Let's talk about some shocking panels. The panel of Yurik's wife hanging in the Oof. in the shower. Ooh, was, was big. I, I I actually thought like she was done, and they're like, "Oh, she's still alive! Holy crap!" Yeah, and because he says like the knots too tight, right? I'm like, "What is that? Oh my god! What does that mean? Is her head, is her eyes popping out? What's going on here?" Oh no, yeah, he just he can't get it. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh and so that I thought was really good. You we mentioned off air. There's the there's the Armageddon panel mm-hmm. of Daredevil, uh, Daredevil uh, only uh, lit by flames. Yeah. <laughs> Behind him, it, it 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 is the daredevil coming out of hell itself. Yeah, you know, which is very interesting in the um in all the Catholic theming of it, where it um him being born again, which is like uh Matt Murdock is born again uh from the monastery, but Daredevil was born again out of this fiery flame. Right, and both in Catholicism and in science, mm-hmm. <laughs> fire cleanses. Yes. Fire burns away. It's a clean slate. Fire starts you from the beginning. And so for him to be born born in fire, you know, very poetic. Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, very good. I because was, from this point now, Matt Murdock has to start over. Yes. I was shocked at the, at the any panel where somebody gets shot in, <laughs> in broad, like where Nuke, where Nuke is just laying people out yeah. when he's in, in New York City. It's pretty graphic. And he's just with a machine gun, like laying people out. I was very surprised by right. all that stuff. You still won't see that stuff now. No, not at all. I I don't think now you you so often see like, uh, clearly like a woman you know um, aiming a syringe at oh, her yeah, yeah, yeah. to shoot herself up. Yeah, that is some Millerian writing right there. <laughs> Do you think they did enough to state that she was in pornography without saying that she's in pornography? Yeah. I think there was, was a lot of clear. like your movies. I've seen your movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, still got those looks. There was a lot of that going on. Oh yeah, and then, and then like when she finally meets back up with um Foggy and like Foggy doesn't know about it. Yeah. She's like, oh wow. Oh, he... But he says like, you look good. I was like, Foggy, what, what, what's going on here? First of all, <laughs> you got the glory situation going down, and then what? You, she lost a few heroin pounds, and now she's yeah. Karen is uh, up for the taking. You better, you better calm down there, Mister. Oh, that, and, and, and then he moves her in. And it was like Foggy's about to have all of. <laughs> I heard it's always been a long-running trope that Daredevil is smothered by women. Like he is constantly dating and sleeping around. Electra and Black you know, Widow, Glory, uh, Karen. Karen Page. Yeah. Um. There's there's a lot. Of, it's almost as bad as Spider Man. Right. Right. Um. And so he just he just gets it. I never understood the Black Widow relationship. Those two were, those, that was a weird pairing for me. Well, you know what, GT? Love is blind. Okay. <laughs> get it? Matt's blind. And you can't yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, Ra- yeah. Radioactivity that, in the eyes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's you don't need to constantly tell me. That, that, they don't need to constantly tell me. I feel like at every point, they're like, <laughs> don't forget, 
It's radioactivity. Franklin was like, "Do you know what book you're reading? Are you sure?" Also, when we you were bought it, you know, we were doing this, we were doing the Bob Kane stuff, uh, the Bob Kane um, Bill documentary, Finger. Bill Finger stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and I was doing some other research. I had heard about a lot, a little bit about Stanley, you know, mm-hmm. about his sometimes inability to be 100 percent honest about things. True believers, right? I found it funny that his name is on every. Like, right? It's like uh, every beginning of an arc uh, in this book. A name that is supposedly an alias. Right. It's like Stan Lee presents. Yeah. Written by, drawn by, edited by all completely other people. Me. But then it's Stan Lee presenting it. Thank you, Stan. Thank you. Thank you for for all that you've done. And Jack Kirby. Who's that? Yeah. I mean, me. That was my pen name. (laughs) Jack Kirby. Uh, Imagine a man who's half Jack and half Kirby. Yes. Uh, and then they, they go out of their way to inject Stan Lee's face into everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's also that. Uh, but what is it? I saw something a while ago where it's like, I don't know if it was a cartoon or a book where a character gets to meet Jack Kirby, who is basically painted as God. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of funny. Well, he's done a lot of that new God stuff, so I mean, I guess maybe. Kind of, yeah. I guess that's kind of fitting. Like they went to meet God, and it was Jack Kirby who draws them because he is the creator. Also, I remember a panel where like there was like a double cross, and everybody gets shot. I think except for Karen. Something happens where like they just oh like a oh room. um. I think is that when she meets up with Pablo, Somebody, and, yeah, then, or, and then the other people come for him, and it's just like a shootout. Oh, he—they're in a restaurant. Yeah, they're in a restaurant. She's with, she's with this weird she's drug trying, pusher. She's trying to barter her way out of Mexico, yeah. and then the people she was running from come for her, and then he shoots them in the restaurant. Pulls out a Uzi in the yep. restaurant. Yep. lays them lays them out in front of everybody. Weird, weirdly enough, to Karen's like pleasure, because that's proving to Karen that she can, he can quote unquote protect get her, her there safe and protect yep. her, but. For some favors, and she gives him all the favors. <laughs> she gives him all the favors. It did what she had to do. Well, oh, she, oh, that's what she didn't want her to leave. She tried to leave, and then he puts. Oh up yeah, a, he he, he had every intention of keeping her. He stuck a knife out. He's like, you, you, you're not going anywhere. You better come back. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty. And then he's crazy. following her around. In the foggy season. Yeah. He's like, I'll kill Foggy too. I don't care. <laughs> and he's just shooting. He's just in a trench coat. Legitimately twirling his mustache, and, and, and he, he has like one of those weird aviator scarves, and he's just shooting people in broad daylight. Frank Miller likes his gore. I think he did a real good job. Um, he 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 does love his his graphic graphic style. Yeah. Ugh. Uh Daredevil season three supposedly drops at the end of this year. That's the rumor. That's the speculation. Um, when it does, all the seasons will have had their second. Their second go around. This yes, point, which I think is. Um, I think Daredevil, cool. which would be his third. Well, yeah, Daredevil would be at third, and then you got one obligatory uh, season of Defenders in the wind. Um, what are you gonna do with that? <sighs> I don't know. Are you excited for the new Daredevil season? Oh, very. I, it's the one I'm most excited for. Um, it's probably the show I think is the strongest. I I I don't ever notice in that show when it lulls, but I can I can noticeably tell in the other shows like oh this is filler. This is like, this is like, I, I think we haven't, because we haven't got a full, no, we have. I was going to say we haven't got a full flashback episode, but we've had flashbacks with Elektra and Stick. Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah. I but why did I, I guess had the whole we, episode where it was a flashback of like Elektra and, and, and Matt meeting for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because you get actual information that ties to the plot there. Maybe. But there's a lot of times where I'm like, when Luke's in the farmhouse and I'm like, 
what are you guys doing in this farmhouse? You're not even in New York anymore. You understand? Or when they go to China and Iron Fist randomly. And it's oh, like, they? what are we? Yeah. Not only do they randomly go to China. Still have not seen that season. But Rosario Dawson decides she's going to go too. Yeah, I'll go. Well, you ain't got nothing to do, huh? He's going to go to go to You're China. Not a nurse or anything. You just met this guy and you're going to go to China. All right, do what you got to do. Um, no night nurse in this book. But uh yeah, I, I never I can never really tell when it's when it's getting to Lully. Uh I guess not. I I I definitely even though everyone seems to like the first season better, I I uh I found myself figuring out when Jessica Jones lulled for me toward the end where I was just like, "Oh, can we get to the finish already?" Okay. We're just dragging To this me, I- to me I could tell that show was was juggling too much when it kept freeing Kilgrave. That's 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 what I mean. Like I felt like we'd already gotten to its logical conclusion, and then we redid it, and then we did it again, and then he gets yeah, away again. Yeah, I think again. at first they got him in a truck, and everything's yeah. all hunky dory. We got him, and we lose him. And then I, they get him in like that container with the water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got him. Oh, we lose him. And now the parents are in the container. And then they, <laughs> then she brings him to his apartment. Remember, she knocks him out and brings him to the apartment, yep. and then she gets hit over the head with like a two by four. Yeah. And they free him again. I was just like, so it's like, come on. Uh, move, move you're a just bit extending with it. this. If only for Vincent D'Onofrio, I'm hyped for. For uh, Daredevil. So, see, interestingly enough, when I first watched it, um, I guess you could say the lull to me was like the beginning of Daredevil moved really slowly for me. And okay. I was sort of waiting for the show to kind of pick up. I, I wasn't huge on the, how do you say, the Daredevil year one gimmick where he's just the dude in sweats and a bandana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it because I saw the book yeah, yeah, and yeah. like okay I, I know what you're going for I, I'm kind of just waiting for the suit to show up yeah yeah um and then and then Vincent enough and then Vincent enough right? like dents descends down from the heavens and carries the rest of the show on his shoulders right but for the first like two or three episodes he does nothing uh, and for for reason um uh Wilson Fisk oh yeah yeah he does absolutely nothing no he's 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 only referred to and, he's, and, he's just, and there's there's several scenes of him just staring at that painting. Right. Uh, so he he he's referred to in very hushed tones and very, you know, barely by name. In doing nothing, mm-hmm. they established that so much gets done. Yeah. By him, with him doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wesley is out there blackmailing people. Wesley is out there, you know, threatening people. Wesley is, is literally the hand and voice of 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 God in that sense. He he's is, collecting money. He's holding meetings. He is the Metatron. Right, and so and so, um, I do like that, and that's cool. And there's a lot of times where you see the cop be paid off and randomly, mm-hmm. you know, this for Wilson Fisk or yada yada yada. So they're going a, a good route. I can see a lot of the stuff, uh, like I said, in Born Again being used here, and a lot of people are saying that because of the Maggie tease, that that might be why this where this is going. Yeah. So I, I thought I I I, I look forward to it. I, I I hope to see a lot of 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 what happens in it. It's interesting to see that they might go. Um, I think that you will probably get a new villain in the sense that it'll be the wep- one of the various weapons that Kingpin throws at him. Yeah. Um, obviously, we can't do Nuke because Nuke perished at the end of one of the other shows. Yeah. But there will be some weapon that Kingpin throws at him. Oh, I think it'll be wait. Bullseye. Yes, that's right. Didn't they announce they were doing I Bullseye? They casted, I did cast it Bullseye. Oh, okay. Did which they? makes sense. I mean, that, no, yeah. But that, then these shows got to end at like season four, right? There's not gonna be much, much left. You know, hour long episodes are, are dense. Thirteen episodes a season are dense. I've heard uh, they they might shuffle it down to ten. They need to shuffle it down to ten, in my opinion. 
their Defenders it's, didn't it's, even it's, have that much plot. It's interesting compared to like the Arrowverse where it's hour-long episodes, but technically like 40 minutes because of commercial time. Right. And the thing with the thing with those shows is you have many arcs in each episode, yeah. all with breadcrumbs of the major arc in the background. Right. This is all major arc for right. an hour, and so it's like it's, it's real it's, tense. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I, it's a I, lot to take in. I think uh, I have this problem many times, most of the time with the binging, where it's like I'll get maybe. I think my max is like six episodes, and I need a break. This Iron Fist uh, season two will be the first Netflix show I don't binge that I will be taking my time with, even though we'll be casting about it next week here on Major Issues. Um, I was not the greatest fan of season one. As a matter of fact, I was a vocal detractor of the entire <laughs> the entire uh, show. Yes, and so this time I'm taking my time with it. I can say yeah. I'm gonna say as I'm taking my time with it, and as my expectations are tempered. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot more. Luke Cage was the first show that I've really binged that we for for this show, and I was just like, "Oh, woof! This is this is tough." Really dedicating yourself to like, like the first five hour blocks and then a four hour block, and I'm just like, "Am I, am I near the end yet?" Okay, right, right. Okay, right. we're gonna make it. <laughs> and then, and then, and then like you're trying to keep note. <laughs> see, for me, in season two, when it lulled, was when he they had um that weird smiley guy that they were protecting. Oh. God, I hated his face. So that that oh, I wanted to, oh, you just then, reminded me how much I wanted to punch his face. They <laughs> you know I felt about Danny Rand in season one, uh, but yeah, that's where it felt like it logged for me in the, in there. It was just like I, anytime they're in a dark club or room and the episode ends there and opens there, I feel like it's a bottle and it's just they're not gonna do anything. It's a shootout outside, I guess, sure, or something's happening. We can't go outside, so we're gonna be in this room all day. Oh, this okay, the episode. bottle episode. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just I it's like, come on. Yeah, I guess I get that you guys have, I guess. That show, Luke Cage in particular, probably has like the least special effects. Yeah, because it's just dude walking through hall and punching dudes. Yeah, you need like fight the, cho- like choreography. The easiest thing you had, the hardest thing you had to do was you know the scenes where like someone you has to go like six feet away, bend something, break something. Oh, that. Yeah. I mean, I guess the bending or breaking is easy because you just have like gimmicked poles. Speaking of somebody who gets blown up constantly and just walks out fine, that's <laughs> maybe they should use Luke Cage for this whole bombing maybe. of the building. That would maybe. Made a, that would have made a little bit more sense. But um yeah, like the most you have to do is like you get you get some gimmicked act, some you know gimmicked um nunchucks, uh, what are those things? Yeah, so, sure. No. Did you like the did you like the layer of the two thousand and three movie making it his walking stick? So 2003 Jedi oh, movie. Okay, yeah. His, his batons are his walking stick. That and makes he's sense. He's able to do like some sort of like but he also has like this really he, <laughs> the baton is the walking stick. Everyone knows of the baton. Yes. And also as the walking stick, there's a huge devil emblazoned on the like the the top of it, whatever. Because he goes and he puts his hands across all of them as they're dangling in his That might closet. be a little too on the nose. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I got I, I the whole purpose of it being a walking stick is so people don't think that yeah, it's, it's one weapon. it's one and the same. And then you have the you have the thing. And it's, I also feel like someone found one. Maybe making that I up. I don't in, know in the movie, but huh. I, 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 no, yeah, I do like the idea that like it's it's his walking stick and it's something you can hide in plain sight. Stick is dad too, alien. Yes. No, that was yes. my favorite part of that show. Really, I love that actor. What a douche! I love it. He's in the leftovers as well. What a um, douche! I heard he's in Castle Rock. I love. He just plays surly so well, like what a old douche. surly, <laughs> uh, uh, ornery. Calls Iron Fist a thundering dumbass at uh, one point. <laughs> do you think? Do you think we will get Electra back? I was I was actually just about to allude to that. Um, 
I don't want Alexa Bliss. <laughs> really? I, I think that the love aspect of Daredevil is the most boring. Okay. I, I, I like the dance. You understand? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to live there. Does that make any sense? Okay. So, I felt like it got drug on a little bit too long in season two. Okay. Um, my big thing where I fell off of season two was the idea, the blood sacrifice stuff. Hmm. It went kind of wonky for me. Like, we're just taking everybody's blood. Right. I'm going to put it in this pot. And then we're going to put electric in the pot. And this is going to be... We're going to boil the pot. And then we're going to make the pop puff girl. And Sigourney Weaver is going to show up. And <laughs> she, she's going to teach her how to talk. It's like, it's like, it became a whole thing. But um, I dig the dangerous femme fatale stuff. I think that Elodie Young oh, so is... You just reminded me of the fucking... Like, oh, I'm sorry. You good. The, uh, the Sigourney Weaver, air quotes, fight, fight scene. scene. Yeah, man. Where she's just getting like, it flip that's it like we're not going to teach the golden river how to fight or or give her any like choreographed things she's just going to like okay so you're going to catch her hand here and she will flip but arm do the action but the arm wrench flip is shorthand for i'm a badass isn't it isn't that supposed, <laughs> supposed to be sort of yeah, yeah and, and everything like you uh, some guy slaps a girl's ass in the bar and she does the arm wrench flip yep. and you know She's not to be trifled with. That's just, just I guess that's uh that's a badass one on one. You have to you have to master you have to that arm flip. flip. Have to master that arm flip. Um, I think Elodie Young is is breathtaking. I think the woman is very attractive. Sure. I think the accent helps. Yes, it does. Matthew, <laughs> come on, Matthew. And and, and, and her poshness to constantly use him by his full name. My favorite, ep- <laughs> honestly, my favorite episode of the series is when she's in season two. And she's in Matthew's bed. And, okay. Uh, Karen shows up, and um, Foggy basically has to ream him out because he's splitting his time between Daredevil lawyering and and, too and much. falling back into old habits because Foggy remembers her. And he basically reams him. Yeah. Ream- I'm so tired of these heroes going, like, being unopposed in their own show. Yeah. Like Flash locks up criminals in the in the pipeline, and we don't know who, if they get fed. Or if they have bathrooms, and no one's questioning that it. That pipeline thing and is the, always kind of interesting. No, like, yeah, no one's questioning it. No one's we have no authority to keep these people here. And then um, no one really tells Arrow, like, to stop doing what he's doing. And when they do, he a few people them. do. But then he says, "Shut the hell up and leave." Right? <laughs> he, he just says. does it so, anyway. So shut the hell up and leave because this is what I do, and this is what I'm. This stop what I'm killing. Do. Okay, goes back to killing. Goes back to killing. We gotta break up the team. It should be me. It should be me and you, Diggle. Should just along. be me and you. Should have been. And then, and then there's a voice in his head saying Diggle wasn't supposed to be here either. Yeah, and it's like, that. but Wild Dog makes great nachos. I don't know. Maybe I should, maybe I should keep him around. Uh, <laughs> it was just supposed to be the mission. <laughs> That's it. That's it. This was supposed to be the book. Yeah. Diggle came on board for the book. The yeah. book of people that we had to kill. The book like, of people they, must die. And then, no, no. We're not doing that anymore. And Diggle's still around. He's doing drugs, too. Everyone's doing drugs. Diggle's about to sell out. They're going to do Arrow Born Again. Diggle's going to sell out Oliver Queen's name <laughs> for some, some more well, of that steroids or whatever. Yeah, there you go. They, yeah, because he had some kind of arm thing, and they had to put a chip in him. Yeah. And he was doing some kind of weird steroid thing. Uh, Yeah, so that's definitely coming. That's definitely coming. But Marvel Netflix looks like it's trying to finish out, Um, you know, strong. Do you it's, think they're, like, finishing out for good soon? <laughs> We're not gonna rock this Arrow thing for like five years. Well, it's interesting. Them. It's interesting because Disney has its own streaming service now. This is true. And so, theoretically, they could just cut the cord when they feel like it and move it over to the Disney streaming service. They could. Just, but I also feel how like much... Disney's going to. Uh, I think Disney wouldn't put that content on their site. 
because of the because of the gratuitous nature of the violence yeah. and sex and stuff. Yeah, because there's a full on scene of sex in yeah. Iron Fist season two. Oh, is there? Yeah, like in the second episode, I'm like, where did this where did this come from? And there's people bored. I don't know. It's just for some random attic. Oh, okay. He's, he's, uh, listen, they do enough. one of those. They do one of those. This is what adults do. We randomly take off sure. our clothes in the middle of nowhere and sure. hump each other for thirty seconds, and it's up. Sure. Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. it's, it's 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 like HBO level writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But they, um, they must be sexing. Why? Because that's what people do. They they're they're uh, not, they're gonna it's, finish. It's, it's nothing like you know, <laughs> Luke Cage fresh out of jail, and he was See, just like, yeah, he took a he took yeah. an afternoon. <laughs> Luke Cage took an afternoon. That was a difference. You understand? <laughs> I hate the way they, they try to portray like these random um, spontaneous sex scenes, but Luke mm. planned that. That was happening. No, yeah, Luke but got out of prison. They, they they both knew. Yeah, there's a difference, but they they seem to be uh, rounding out. Like I said, Iron Fist season two, Daredevil season three. Sure. DC, uh, DC's gonna be coming hard. All their shows are coming back for another season, and they're doing a crossover with Batwoman. Uh, yeah. To end out this year, so also DC's heading up a whole bunch of their own shows on their channel. Exactly. Um, uh, with Titans. Crystal Reed just got casted as um, Abigail Arcane. Oh, for Swamp Thing. Yes. We don't have a Swamp Thing yet, do we? It's probably all CGI. I guess. There's a Swamp Thing show on on the DC show. No, but do we have a do we have a, oh, oh a casted an Swamp Alec thing? Holland or whatever his name? No, is? not that I know of. Um, I say Crystal Reed. If you don't know the name. Who not was, to be confused with Tara Reed. No, no, Crystal <laughs> Reed, who was recently casted as Sophia Falcone on Gotham, ah, making geez. that DC money. Yes, definitely. Maybe, Ma- maybe, maybe uh, Morena Bacharin t- uh, tipped her off to how good that comic book money is. I'm like, go in it, man. <laughs> go full dive. Morena Bacharin is the queen of comic book money. Yeah, she's killing it right now. God, and she's still, and she's back alive. She's still two alive. Deadpool movies. Uh, a spot on Gotham for like the last three years. Yeah. Several voice roles in other yeah, animated movies. Yeah, she did movies. Wonder Woman at one point. Um, I don't know if she did Wonder Woman. She was Talia Al Ghul in one of the Batman movies. Ah, yeah. So like, Miranda Bachman just knows that comic book money. The She's fans, in. The fans are on gonna both sides. That's because the fans are gonna be in it, regardless. You know, of quality. They they these heroes have stood the test of time and it's because of stories like Born Again yes. that these heroes stood the test of time. So I'm I'm grateful that we were able to go back in time a little bit and read something a little bit older. Probably, I'll have to look into it, but it might be the oldest book we've covered so far. Um, I think it might be. Yeah. Because we've covered a lot of Rebirth stuff and, and like present day Marvel. Yeah, New 52 And a lot stuff. more Rebirth stuff. Yeah. Because Rebirth just was popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of that going on. Remember, remember when Rebirth was popping? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. The, <laughs> That was DC Universe, and we're just like uh, questioning. Why did you do it, Manhattan? We'll figure out in 2020 when that when that on that off. Man, listen, listen. That Batman movie will be out by the time we figure out the end of Doomsday Clock. That's why Doctor Manhattan's gonna be in that Batman movie. I think they're waiting for Zack Snyder to write the end of Doomsday Clock. Oh, stop <laughs> when, it! No, when, please. When he does, when he does uh, Justice League versus Watchmen. Stop it! Oh, sorry, sorry. Justice League v Watchmen. Man, listen. About? I would rather have right now. I would rather have Zack Snyder write that Superman comic. Then Bendis. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. Bendis. But but yes, occasionally a good a good writer will come along, redefine a character, create everything that you know and love about him, and that's what makes them um, timeless. And yes, I I really dug uh, getting into this. But we'll be definitely covering a lot more books, TV shows, movies, uh, comic book news. You know, Comic Cons around the corner. I'm for season two. Like I said, it's already out. Uh, there's a lot more stuff. There to were cover. interesting machinations going on. Yes, 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 and in we're also the realm building of the up. Yes, we're also building up some big, uh, 
hopefully some big episodes up next things we've never done before that we're going to try to uh branch over we're going to start looking to some indie comics we got um image is on the board for the schedule are they uh well invincible is oh yes yes invincible is on the board uh so i'm looking to cover some more image comics i've read about the first 100 issues of walking dead so i that's i don't think anyone wants to talk about that but <laughs> we got we got you know stuff like that we got uh, kick ass will be covering us in movie form, which is also going to be great. So if you oh, want, I, I thought you were doing the book. Maybe we should do the book too. When I saw the schedule, I thought you were doing the book. Oh no, no, we're going to try to do that movie. I don't ever read the book, but maybe I can get hands on the book. Oh yeah, it's it's easy. Uh, you got to do with John Romita Jr., but that's just my preferences. <laughs> I'm with it, but if you want to follow all the stuff that we do. Uh, as part of the Major Issues Podcast. All you have to do is look for the Major Issues Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, uh, uh, Apple Podcast app that's on every single iPhone. It's already... Uh, There's even a YouTube channel. Yeah, they, we're on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to patch him to get back into videos, but it's hard to do. Yeah, we, we, I, I do honestly want to get back into videos, but we'll be, we'll be working on that. This, I guess, just because I don't really have to edit this. This is this long form of me. Yeah. Flubs and all. Uh Videos have to be a little bit more polished, but we'll be definitely getting back to videos. We're soon. gonna get a big round table and just have the major issues summit. Yeah, we we're already we're about eight. <laughs> we're about uh, let me see, about nine, ten months in to this uh, run. So we'll be hitting our year anniversary in December. So we got a lot of big things coming up. Uh, but yeah, wherever podcasts are found, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify. So find us because we exist and we exist out there. You just gotta look a little bit, and once you find us, trust me, it'll be worth it. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast with other friends that you think would be into hearing a bunch of people talk about uh, guys in tights and, and women, sure. women uh, heroines, and uh, and Bendis. Not that heroin. No, not that kind of heroin. Not Karen Page heroin. Not Karen Page heroin. Wonder Woman heroin. You should be ashamed, Karen Page. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm reminded, I, I, I'm reminded to tell you that you should be ashamed. <laughs> but yeah. Um, if you've got friends that enjoy comic book movies, we're here for them all the time. Exactly. You so know, We sh- even went to Teen Titans Go to the Movies. If we were willing to sink that low, my, my yeah, God. Yeah, we went to a screening for that. That was kind of fun. But uh, hopefully more doors open as you guys continue to open doors for us by liking, sharing, and subscribing to the podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes if you guys get a chance. And as you know, Major Issues is brought to you by Comic Book Click. And you can reach us at Comic Book Click by going to Facebook.com slash Comic Book Click Instagram, 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 at, yes, that's basically what it is. Instagram at uh, comic book click or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about all the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. I've been finding some pretty hilarious memes. I've been putting them on there. Oh, yes, there was that one with Vision with the time stone or the mind stone, and he's like, <laughs> I'm nothing without this stone. And Thanos is like, Well, if you're nothing without this stone, you don't deserve it. <laughs> no, I, 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 I enjoyed the uh, the scrolls to men, yeah, and uh, Iron Fisk. <laughs> he had, uh, oh, Jesus, he had that yes. uh, Photoshop work of Wilson Fisk as uh, the Iron Fist. Um, also, so, you follow us at Major Issues CBC on the Twitter. By all means, please keep in touch with us, contact us, send, send out your opinions and thoughts. Uh, do you want to give out your... your... Uh, yes, my, my personal Twitter handle, which is RebirthGT. For some reason, Twitter wanted to do it in reverse. I direct direct all your Dark Knight Returns hate mail to... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you want to attempt to tell me how great Dark Knight Returns was, that's fine. I'm gonna tell you that it doesn't work for me in the Some, slightest. Somewhere in Ohio, Yogi is listening to this podcast and, and just he is, losing. There his are, there's mind. smoke. There's smoke billowing out of every <laughs> out orifice, of his ears. Out of every orifice on that band, <laughs> there is smoke billowing. But yes, uh, you can read GT Rebirth on the Twitter machine. Uh, we, we're we're accessible. We're available. 
uh, let's let's connect these dots. Let's connect as a click. Let's connect as a group because I've already been to the future and I know that major issues becomes the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. And that's because of you guys. It's because of all the things that you guys are doing and we are growing in numbers because of you. So I want to thank you guys for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. Uh, this has been the Daredevil Born Again uh, review. I wouldn't even call it a recap. Just a nice little review. And Discussion. I think GT has a little bit of news. We um, might some, we, Do you have some exciting news for the... Uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing particularly yet. But I do think we will have some interesting... Uh, interesting, how do you say... Mm, collaborations in the future, maybe? Science! That's all, <laughs> that's all you guys get. That's, that's all you guys get right now. All right? That's all you guys get. I've been get. blinded with it. That's it. That's it. Uh, but yet, yet again, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. This has been the Daredevil Born Again review. And whether you are being blackmailed and having your livelihood taken away, whether you're willing to sell out your best friends for some heroin, whether you've been in those kind of movies, or you're just in the right place at the right time like a Foggy Nelson, mm-hmm. remember that you could always be reborn. Remember that we are the clique. And remember that you, yes you, are worthy.